This is the City of God podcast, where Christ meets culture. And welcome to the City of God podcast, where we are weekly exploring today's biggest cultural issues all through the lens of God's infallible word. My name is Rob Pacienza, and I am very excited about today's interview. Our guest today is the president of the Board of Education of the Chino Valley Unified School District in California. She recently made headlines for protecting parental rights as well as protecting children by passing a mandatory gender identity disclosure policy for her school district. Today, we are speaking with Sonia Shaw. She has received, unfortunately, uh, many death threats for passing this policy, and her school board is currently being sued by the California Attorney General for this policy. In the context of this interview, we talk about Sonia's story, what led her uh, to stand up finally and run for school board in the first place. We'll talk about why parental rights is such an important issue today and why it's important that we understand how it's being attacked, but also what we can do about it. We'll talk about the indoctrination we are seeing taking place all across our country and in our public school system. So without further ado, here is our City of God interview with Sonia Shaw. Sonia, thank you so much for being on the City of God podcast. We are recording at the Pray Vote Stand Summit in Washington, D.C. And um, tell our audience a little bit about uh, your story, your testimony, and your calling. Yeah, so about three and a half years ago when the world shut down, we kind of, as parents, started to see what was going on in the public school system. Um, when the kids were... And this is in California. In California. Yeah. In California. I know everybody discredits <laughs> California, but God has big plans for California. Um, you know, and, and we're on a mission. So three and a half years ago, a bunch of us parents started talking on social media. My kids were fortunate enough with my husband and I to pull them out and put them into a still in-person charter. But through that, I was connecting with parents online because eventually we wanted to bring them back. And through, um, you know, they were talking about bringing the kids back eventually. And when we saw that, we saw that um, there were some issues. There was some stuff going on in the online school. And all of us parents started to meet in person. We developed like this grassroots of just getting together. It was a bunch of moms and one dad. And we started to kind of advocate. They said, we need to go to a school board meeting. And I'm like, what is a school board meeting? And they said, and it's an elected body of elected officials who govern our school district. And they are the ones that make the final choice. And I was like, okay, let's go. So we started going, meeting more parents, talking at these meetings, and we quickly found out that our majority of school board had no desire to listen to parents, and they were part of the problem. Yeah. Did that for a while, going to every school board meeting, and then finally um, someone says, we need to switch the seats. And I'm like, okay, so how do we do that? We started seeking out and you know, going to all these meetings. We found out what the GOP was. A lot of us didn't know anything. We were just day to day, right? My kids are in sports. I was always on the soccer field, volunteering in the classroom. Sure. Room mom, art mom, all kinds of, you know, anytime the teacher needed us mom. So um, with that, we, we said, okay, we, we found one candidate, two seats were up. Still looking for another candidate. I went to a local city event that I was invited to. We had somebody from our local GOP come up and say, do you have candidates we can support? I'm like, we have one. She's like, oh no, Sonia, you need one for each area. I went home, got on a Zoom um, with all the moms. And I said, okay, which one of you live in this area? You're gonna run, we're gonna get behind you. Start going through addresses. Nobody lives in that area. 
and uh, finally they get to mine and I'm like, oh no, we already looked at the maps. And they're like, no, Sonia, what's your address? Give it to them. I was literally on the line where the trustee area was drawn and they all say Shaw 2022 during that time. I went upstairs, it's late at night, gave my husband a kiss. I'm like, I got to talk to you. And he's like, can I wait till the morning? It's already 11.30. And I was like, no, I really got to talk to you. And I'm like, babes, running for school board? And he was like, we don't live in the area. And I'm like, no, our yard is on the line. And he goes, well, then God says yes and gave me a kiss. And the rest was history. We, we ran we ran a race. And we not only switched one seat, but we got both of them and switched our majority. That's amazing. Yeah. Now you are leading the school board. Yeah. Um, what, what, what were some of those policies before you assumed the position that you as a parent, as a Christian, uh, were helping to expose? What were those policies that made it very clear that this current school board had no desire to protect your children and had no desire to listen to the parents? Yeah, so there was a few. Um, we started following bills. Mind you, we're a bunch of parents that didn't even know how the bill went through the process. Um, so we started following these bills and we saw a trend. It was trends to like kind of break up the family unit, to take control of the kids, to push the parents out. Some of them also were, um, you know, just masking our kids longer than the whole world. The whole world was back to normal. People were going to vacation, but yet they wanted to put a muzzle on our kids. And when our kids finally said they wanted to take a stand, a lot of them, they were putting them outside in the rain. They didn't care. They weren't providing them an education, trying to force them on on, back on online learning. And we said, no, we're not going to do this. Then you started seeing other bills come down. Um, You know, even the AB 2223 in California, I know that maybe some people don't know about that bill, but that was to allow abortion after birth. So you've seen these things attacking our children over and over and over. And, um, you know, with just seeing all these nasty things come down and now pushing into law, that's kind of what got us involved in following bills. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, on the positive side, uh, now that you have assumed this position, uh, describe to our audience what are some of the policies you've now put in place to protect our children and to protect parental rights. Absolutely. So we got um, sworn in in December 2022. Our first meeting was in January 2023. I became the school board president, which is very... That was a God plan because that doesn't happen, right? But I, I quickly see why he had me in there. Policy is what school board members do. We, we knew we were on defense, so we wanted to put safeguards in place. Um, one of the policies, we would he- always hear, the American flag's not in the classroom. Um, it's another flag. It's a 10-foot flag. Like this, that, the other. And I'm like, we got to fix this, right? Like, we... we- Our founding fathers found this and we're not even giving their respect to the flag. We're not, you know, it it just, it broke my heart. So we brought a policy forward to revise and only allow the California flag and the United States flag. That was one of the first policies we did. Then we saw a bill come through and we were finally seeing a bill that it was AB 1314. That was a parental notification. uh, If a child wanted to go into the opposite sex um, restroom, play on the opposite sex, um, you know, sports team or identify as the opposite sex. Uh, So I saw that and I was like, we need to send a support letter as this bill passes through. I brought in a resolution that says we as Chino Valley Unified will support and send a support letter because that's what we wanted as parents. We wanted our school district to send these support letters and help us fight the things that were coming down from Sacramento. That, That resolution passed four to one. During that meeting, Bill Aselli, who brought that bill forward, said two things. Bad news. The bill didn't even get a fair hearing. It's dead. Good news. You could do your own policy. And I'm like, policy is our name. 
I said, let's do it. A coalition was formed. We were very mindful. We worked hard. Our school district kept saying, Mrs. Shaw, this policy will break the law. I kept pushing back and saying, what law? Show me. Nobody could show me. Good for you. Finally, when our superintendent said, Mrs. Shaw, you're right, there is no actual law. It's just guidance. I said, now it's time to bring the policy forward for the first reading because I believe in transparency as a parent. We used to have to look through our hundreds of pages, pages of agendas to look for all these nasty policies being pushed through. I said, we're going to tell the public we're going to support this. We're also going to add something in there. Suicide, if your kids are experiencing suicidal things, because a lot of times the school districts don't tell the parents. Bullying was a big one when I walked and knocked houses. So we had those three things, the gender thing, the bullying, and the suicide. Wow. Brought that policy forward for a first reading just to let people know this is what we're doing. Good for you. Four weeks later, we brought it in and we voted and it passed four to one. Now this sounds like all common sense. Yes. Uh, you know, common sense policy, but you didn't make everybody happy uh, yeah. with your leadership in these decisions. Uh, describe for our audience some of the threats that you have received and continue to receive. Yeah, so we have various threats. I call them the the political cartel of Newsom, Bonta, and Thurman. That is our attorney general, our governor, and our state superintendent. They sent him to the meeting when we were voting. He tried to get us to retract. He tried to bully and take over our meeting. We didn't allow it. We told him to take a seat. He blew it up and said we kicked him out. Um, that was one of the first kind of pushbacks that we got. And then with the day after the policy, the death threat started rolling through. I got, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to dismember your body limbs to, um, I'm going to kill your family, you and your animals. And they would point a reference what kind of animals I had. Um, I, I mean, I have, we get voicemails. We're going to kill you. Sleep with one eye open. And this was all like kind of crazy because you said common sense. It is common sense. Why are we even fighting about this? This, the parent has the constitutional right in the upbringing of their child. All I was saying is we're going to bring it back, but that shows you what kind of situation we're in and they want control of the children. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've been called every name in the book, but those are daily reminders of who wants our kids. Yep. God shows me every day. These are who wants, these are the exact reason why we need to bring the families back into this. Amen. Amen. And it's a great reminder that this really is a spiritual battle. Absolutely. I tell our congregation in Fort Lauderdale all the time, this, this is a, these are demonic forces at work. You're right. Wanting to capture the hearts and minds and ultimately the soul of the next generation. And Absolutely. good for you for speaking up against it. Um, speaking about parental rights, you just mentioned it's a constitutional right. Yes. And as believers in Jesus Christ, we believe that the family is central to a flourishing society. So therefore, in the 21st century, why is it so important for the church to wake up to this battle for parental rights? Why is it worth fighting for? Because if we don't, our children have no future and they will not know God the way that we do. Um, people have a, a moral responsibility to protect our children. So I, I, you know, I was not a political person. I didn't even know what the GOP was. I didn't know what anything was other than what the little bit that you learn in your history class, right? I grew up in an unfortunate situation where my mom was on drugs. My dad was from another country. I see how us with voices, us who look to God, are able to give him our yes, are so important in this fight for our children. And if we don't stand up now, our kids have no future. And, and the future is to know God. And if you break up the families, that's exactly where the enemy knows he can have control of our Amen. children. So I, I think right now is the most important reminder. God is using something that if you look at it, should have never been this big, right? This is a simple thing, but we're being sued by the state. All these, you know, demonic forces are coming after us. We, we can't just turn a blind, blind eye to that. 
Yeah. God is saying, hey, protect our children. I'm going to protect them. I'm giving you the opportunity to, you know, say yes to me. And with your obedience, we're going to show our children that they are loved. And with that love, what do they turn to? Jesus. Amen. And I think that's a beautiful thing right now. Your story is such a powerful testimony of somebody who didn't set out to do this. Never. You're not a career politician. Five years ago, you probably would have never imagined uh, that you'd be the president of a school board. So what's your message to our audience, ordinary moms and dads, Christians across the nation, about the importance of local politics mm -hmm. and getting engaged, and particularly local school board involvement and engagement? Absolutely. So when you see local, we found that local is where you can actually make the biggest difference. And then we move up, right? Um, but I, I will say this. With giving God your yes, the biggest part is he will bless that, right? And you see how much of a difference it's making. If me, somebody who had no political experience can do this, God does not call the qualified. He's going to equip the unqualified, right? I mean, I'm proof of that. I had no clue what any of this was. We had to learn, we had to trust that God was gonna open the doors. And every day, he's just giving it to, I, I can tell you in my life, he's just giving it to me. Don't worry, Sonia, I got this. Don't worry, you know, to my husband, we got you. Uh, you know, God has just been showing up and that's all you have to do is give him your yes. You don't have to, you know, have all this knowledge of everything. He will provide the way for you to learn. He'll provide the experiences. And I think that's the most biggest, um, the biggest part and, and the biggest part I'm grateful for is my walk with God has gotten so close. I've, I've dropped my knees every day, multiple times. I'm talking to God all day. People see me driving, they probably think I'm crazy. But literally I have these conversations with him all day. Show me, God, give me the words. What is the message you want me to tell people? That's all you have to do is say yes, that's it. So if I can do it, Anybody can join the fight. He gives us all gifts. He will show you what gift, and he will show you how he's going to use it. You may not be the voice. You may be somebody behind the scenes. You may be the prayer warrior. You may be, I have so many beautiful people praying right now. If I didn't have that extra prayer, we know that this wouldn't be possible. The first death threat rolled in without God's protection and everybody coming to pray alongside us, doing God's work, we wouldn't be here today. Well, thank you for being uh, faithful to the call. Absolutely. Uh, you're an inspiration uh, to our ministry, and I pray that you're an inspiration to Christians everywhere across the nation, and particularly parents, because we are, that we are fighting uh, for the soul of our nation and fighting for the souls of the next generation. So God bless you in your calling and in your ministry. And thank you for all that you do too. Appreciate you're that. You're a blessing. We pray that you are inspired and encouraged by today's interview with Sonia Shaw. Uh, please feel free to pass this along to a family member or a friend uh, that is also interested in exploring how we look at today's biggest cultural issues through the lens of God's infallible word. Thanks again for tuning in to the City of God podcast. We'll see you next week on the City of God. The City of God podcast is produced by Coral Ridge Ministries and made in partnership with the Institute for Faith and Culture. Visit us at cityofgodpodcast.com to access all of our previous episodes. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or anywhere you get podcasts. A full video version of this podcast is available on YouTube. This is the City of God Podcast, where Christ meets culture.